this is Jillian. Welcome to our regularly scheduled uh, The Geeky Row Shots. Uh, I want to apologize again for not having an episode on Monday or Tuesday. Um, I'm really sorry. It was completely out of my control. And I hope that Wednesday's little mini episode was good enough to hold you over. Um, in the future, I'll try to be more um, upfront when I have some issues with recording. Um, so as of right now, the only time I probably won't be doing on Monday is, uh, Columbus Day, so that episode will be on a Tuesday, and then the weekend, the week after that, I will probably not be updating, I will not be putting up a new episode at all, because I will be in Florida, um, but the next week I will be back, so October, uh, 23rd, so next week will be fine, uh, the next week will probably be on Tuesday, and then, yeah, it's whatever. I'll remind you guys of the updated schedule when it comes up. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get started. It's going to be pretty jam-packed. Uh, so, first up, uh, about two weeks ago, I wound up watching uh, Girl Boss on Netflix. It only lasted a season. It was definitely canceled. Um, my feelings on it are a little mixed. So, I had started... I, I'm... I know of Sophia Amorosa. Amoroso, she is pretty big, like, in millennial circles and whatever. And she does sound pretty awesome. But I was listening to her podcast, and she kind of comes off as, like, very know-it-all and everything. So I was kind of like, Ugh, do I really want to watch a show, like, with her? And I had heard not great things about it. But I do love Kay Cannon, and she basically spearheaded the whole production and I have been following Britt Robertson's career since she was younger. Um, she's probably one of my favorite younger actresses. I've been watching her since she did this CBS show called Swingtown. And she's just really great. Like, I've watched, like, countless CW shows that she's done. And I've really liked her. And I just, so I was like, all right, I will go watch this. So I put it on the first episode and I was not thrilled. Sophia as a character is just not great. She is kind of selfish and obnoxious and very self, like, whatever. And if the show had been an hour long, I probably would have stopped. But since it was only a half hour, I was like, whatever, I'll watch 13 episodes of this. So Sophia never really got better as, like, an actual human being. But I still kind of admired her, like, hustle and stuff. It's something that I definitely lack. Um, but Brit was great. I liked going back into, like, early 2000s. Like, the whole OC Marissa Cooper's death was just... I was, like, dying because that was exactly how it felt at the time. And, yeah. So, it was just... And, like, the clothes were cool. I, I really, I think, liked the other people in Sophia's life who probably aren't really in Sophia's life. Like, I liked her best friend. Um, I liked her best friend's boyfriend. Was okay with Sophia's boyfriend. I'm blanking on their names. I'm so sorry. Uh, Johnny Simmons, though, is so adorable. So I was okay watching him. Um, I was obsessed with RuPaul as Sophia's neighbor. I was really enjoying Norm as Sophia's boss for a little bit, even though, and then as I was like saying like oh my god I love Norm like then everything Norm was saying Norm McDonald was saying in 
interviews and stuff was coming out and I was like, oh crap, this is not gonna be very good if I start saying how much I love Norm. But I thought his character was really funny on Girl Boss. Not really a fan of his personality outside of shows. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, Melanie Linsky was in it and she's just beyond amazing. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, so uh, Girl Boss is an okay show. Like, I definitely liked all the girl power moments and everything, but Sophia is just not a very likable person, and I'm sorry about that. So, moving on. Um, I rewatched one of my favorite movies, Smoke and Aces, uh, <laughs> also about two weeks ago. Um, so basically, Smoke and Aces came out in 2007. I actually came home from school to see it in movie theaters with one of my friends because I really, really, really wanted to see it on a big screen. It is similar to a heist movie, but it's not a heist. The FBI is trying to protect a Vegas magician named Israel, uh, yeah, named, mm, blanking on his first name, but his last name is Israel, and his, like, stage name is Aces. Uh, oh, I think it's Buddy Israel. Buddy Israel. That's the name. His stage name is Aces. Aces became, like, kind of entrenched in the mob, and the mob has put out a hit on his life. So the FBI is trying to protect him from getting murdered, and there are so many assassins out to get him. Now, as I was watching the movie, it is slower than I remember, and I, like, remembered the big twist at the end. The big twist is insane and kind of comes out of nowhere, but it's it's so worth it. So I, like, really enjoy the movie, but when I was watching it, I was like, I want to see if there are people who are in it that at the time I didn't know who was in it. So let's just try to go off of who's in this movie. So Ryan Reynolds and Ray Liotta are FBI agents. Their boss is Andy Garcia. Some of the assassins are Alicia Keys, Taraji P. Henson, they're together. Common plays Ace's like bodyguard. Um, Joel Edgerton is in it. I clearly am having a Joel Edgerton thing going on. He plays one of but one of Ace's like lackeys. Um, Ben Affleck. Peter Berg and Martin Henderson all play bail bondsmen who are trying to get Israel. Um, Jason Bateman plays a lawyer dealing with those guys. Um, oh my god, there are so many people in this movie. And it was just like mind-boggling. Like, so the whole, like so basically, like they were like pointing out, like, oh, who was the big deal at the time? So, like, the big, uh, the posters and stuff were, like, Alicia Keys and Common and Reynolds and everything. But, like, I'm like, oh, my God, Taraji P. Henson. And this was, like, before Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which really kind of made her bigger name. But I was like, oh, my God, Taraji, this is so awesome. Let me see. I just thought of somebody else who was in it and I'm blanking again. Oh, Nestor Carbonell plays one of the assassins. Um, Matthew Fox is in it, too, so that was also funny. Um, but yeah, it's just, oh, Chris Pine and, um, I'm blanking on one of their names. Chris Pine plays this, like, redneck hick Nazi, um, who's with his brothers who are trying to kill him. It's just, 
if, if you want to just watch it to see how many people are in this movie, I would just do that because it's that's part of the fun for me. Um, but yeah, like it's it's obviously like a silly movie and it's very violent, very violent. There's a really nasty moment with a chainsaw, but I think it's fun and it's really interesting. So that's that. Um, let's see. Next up. Um, there was this BBC show a few years ago that was called The Musketeers. It was based on the Three Musketeers, obviously. Uh, the first two seasons aired on BBC America, and then BBC America dropped it before the third season could air. Hulu picked it up, though, and I just am really bad at binge-watching. I've got, uh, so right now I'm good at binge-watching, but once, like, fall TV starts again, which I'm going to get into, I'm going to be bad at binge-watching again. And it's, it's totally on me. I like, I know that this is a weird thing for people to say like that. I'm, you're just not going to binge watching, but that's me. I really have a problem just sitting and watching the same thing over and over again for hours on end. I know people love it. I'm not knocking them. It's just a personal thing. I think it's just because I got so used to not doing that my entire life that I just can't do it. So for Musketeers, I just kept leaving it on my watch list like, oh, it's just there. I'm not going to be able to watch it. So I finally just had to watch the third season. Couldn't remember really what happened in the previous seasons, but it's still a very fun show. I I do recommend it if you are a fan of the Musketeers um, because I think that they really stay true to the characters of Athos, Porthos, Aramis, and D'Artagnan. Um... The Cardinal, Cardinal Richelieu's character is only in the first season because he was played by Peter Capaldi and he got Doctor Who like right after the season ended. So he couldn't be in it. So then they brought Rochefort in for season two. And then I honestly am blanking on what happened to Rochefort. But in the third season, there were like multiple villains, including this is why the third season was pretty great with guest stars. Rupert Everett played like a villain. So like they were all just trying to get the king out which is pretty much how it goes. Uh, but yeah, Rupert Everett was in it, and he looks awful. But I really liked his character. Um, who else was in it that I thought was really cool? Sam Clement, who is um, Albus Severus Potter in Cursed Child, was in the first episode, and I was like, Sam, because he's so cute. Um... Laura Haddock was in an episode, and that was really great, because I love watching her. Um, it was just, the guest stars probably, like, just blew my mind. But also, I was just really happy, because Athos, my whole my whole goal of Three Musketeers is always that I want Athos to be happy, and Athos was happy, so I was kind of, I was really happy with how it ended, so it was good. Um, let's see, next up. So, Cam wanted me to talk about 10 Things I Hate About You. Honestly, I don't know what I can say about 10 Things I Hate About You. It is probably one of my favorite teen movies of all time. Um, Watching it again, it was just magic. I really miss Heath Ledger, guys. I really, really do. What I loved, I think, most watching it this time around was that how timeless it felt. Like, it's pretty 90s, like very very 90s but I just I still felt like most of the stuff that was happening was very timeless pretty much all the conversations between um Kat and Bianca are verbatim what goes on in my house with my younger sister um 
So that was fun to kind of be like, yep, yep, I've been there, been there. Um, I uh, honestly, I don't know what else to say about it. I, I, when I was watching it though, and I put this on my Instagram, that I realized that there are now two Academy Award winners in that movie. So that's really fun. Um, but yeah, I just, there's just nothing like it. It just makes me so happy. Uh, next up is the Captain Marvel trailer premiered last Tuesday on Good Morning America. Um, so I know a lot of, there have been like, kind of mixed reports on it that people are like oh disappointed like it didn't really tell you anything and to be honest I hate when they call like it so the whole teaser versus trailer thing has gotten a little out of control I personally think that this is more defined as a teaser than a trailer now teasers are generally supposed to be shorter I think and so this one was relatively long but I think that it was more akin to what the first Black Panther trailer was, where it was just, like, showing you, like, okay, here's, like, so it showed us Wakanda, basically. Like, we didn't know what was really going on in that. Like, it was just kind of just, like, look at this world. Look at everything. Isn't it amazing? And so, and since, but we knew T'Challa a little bit already so that was just showing us like this is Wakanda Captain Marvel we don't know her well I mean like if you're a comic fan and stuff you know her but most people don't know her at all or if you say Captain Marvel they either go to what is now Shazam on the DC side or that Captain Marvel's a dude uh, Captain Marvel's pretty much been a dude in both of them but yeah like he's now Shazam in DC but in and then we had Marvel. The character Marvel was Captain Marvel. So if people who don't know her at all, you don't don't know Carol Danvers. So that's what this trailer was more trying to be like. Look, look at her. Isn't she awesome? And I'm 100% pumped. Um, I was a little upset that Ben Mendelsohn was not really shown in it. Um, but again, like it. It was more of a teaser. This was more of, we're going to show you a female superhero, like, that you don't know. Because that's why, like, I'm trying to think of, like, how they did Wonder Woman. Because, like, people know Wonder Woman. Like, she's she had a TV show in the 70s. Like, people know her. People don't know Captain Marvel. So this was definitely, I feel like, more of a teaser than a trailer. And I think that this distinction really needs to get hammer down a little bit more because it it's huge it's huge teaser you're supposed to tease the material and a trailer is supposed to tell you what is actually going to happen in the movie so i think around when would it be i usually be really good at predicting when like trailers like with what movie a trailer would be with but there's no star wars this december so that's kind of a problem and like i don't think that captain marvel fits very well with mary poppins returns um i would say probably a better trailer will come out around november december probably along with a teaser for avengers 4 i might be very wrong with that but 
wishful thinking also for Avengers 4. Like, they probably are just going to be like, we're not going to tell you anything until April. Um, which is also fine. I just really want to know what's going to happen. I know they're in reshoots right now and I'm like living for seeing who's showing up in Atlanta. Um, so yeah, Captain Marvel. I'm very excited for March 8th. Um, yeah, Brie looks awesome. Um, all right, what's next? Um, so last week I went to see A Simple Favor, the Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, Paul Feig movie. Um, I really liked it. It was tonally weird, I will say that. It was a comedic thriller, which is pretty much my forte. Like, I love that type of stuff. Um, I am not the biggest Blake Lively fan as an actress. I think Blake Lively is beautiful. Like, I want her hair. I want her legs. Like, I think she is gorgeous. She's just not the greatest actress. However, I loved her in this movie. I think that certain people, when they play bitches, are fantastic. And that is exactly what she played. She played an unapologetic bitch, and I was 100% for it. Also, her clothes were amazing. She was wearing, like, three-piece suits and stuff. It was insane. Um... I am obsessed with Anna Kendrick, though. I love her. I think that her, like, type of nervous energy is really great, and it really fit well with the character that she was playing. What was interesting to me was that, so this was a movie about two different types of women, basically, but they were both fundamentally messed up, and you just had kind of the two different ways of dealing with how messed up they are. So you had Anna Kendrick's character kind of internalize that and then try to force so she internalized how messed up she was and then forced it outward to, like, be a better mom and try to be, like, the, like, quintessential, like, person. Whereas then you had Blake Lively's character who knew she was messed up and then just kind of ran with it. Was like, I don't care what people think about me. I love me and I will just be myself and try to hide whatever is messed up about me. So it was just really cool. Um, Henry Golding is in it, and he is, like, a big deal now because of Crazy Rich Asians. Um, they actually started changing the posters after Crazy Rich Asians kind of got big to actually, like, put him on the Simple Favor posters because they were like, oh, hey, you're kind of a big deal now. Um, yeah, it was just twisty goodness. It could have been, like, probably... 15 to 20 minutes shorter. I think that it definitely lagged a little bit and there, there were just so many twists and turns. Um, what else did I want to say about it? Oh, I was so like, they were like, the opening credits were going on and I was like looking at some of the names and I was like, Rupert Friend is in this. So Rupert Friend is a British actor who I remember from Pride and Prejudice. He was, um, Wickham, the Keira Knightley Pride and Prejudice. He was Mr. Wickham. Um, and he dated Kira for a little bit, and I, like, this was when she was kind of dating guys who looked like Orlando Bloom, and I was mad that she wasn't dating Orlando Bloom. Um, so he was in, Rupert Friend was in A Simple Favor, and I was like, oh my god, where have you been? Like, he looked so weird. Like, his character was pretty funny, though, but, like, I was just like, where have you been? Like, what are you doing? Why do you have to just, like, randomly pop up in a new movie? And so now I'm gonna try to figure out I, I think I figured out he was basically on homeland for a while so which is good for him um so yeah it was fun simple favor 
It's probably, it's definitely not a movie for everyone. You're just, whatever. If you want to go, go see it. Um, let's see. Last week I was also watching Disenchantment on Netflix. So Disenchantment is a new show. It's, it's premiered sometime, I think, August, July, August. Um, it is a Matt Groening show. Uh, I n- probably have watched five episodes of The Simpsons in my entire life. It is not one of the shows that my parents really liked when I was a kid, so I didn't wind up watching it. Um, even, like, just on my own, I just kind of, like, whatever. And the episodes I've seen have been fine, but it's just, like, now it's been on for pretty much as long as I've been alive. So there's really, I really don't want to, like, go back and watch that many episodes of the show. Um, so The Simpsons was just not one of my things. But there was a trip I went, when my family went to California when I was about 15, and I was hanging out with two of my cousins, and so we watched an episode of The Simpsons, and then Futurama was on after it. And I really liked Futurama for whatever reason, and, like, really became obsessed with it, and then started watching it on Adult Swim. And it's one of my favorite shows, honestly, and I think it's probably because it's sci-fi, and it's just an interesting type of world and whatever. And I've watched every episode. I've watched all the movies and everything like that. So with Disenchantment, I was kind of like, okay, well, if it's more like Futurama than Simpsons, I should be fine, like, because I like, and I like Futurama. So it's not entirely like Futurama. It's in a fantasy world, obviously, but I I did like it. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, it's definitely like, I, I loved this. I loved the animation and like, it's all pretty standard for how his characters usually look and everything. But I mean, it's just the backdrops and like even the world where like Elfa was from. I loved the character Bean. She is like a princess who doesn't want to be a princess. She just wants to drink all day, which is not entirely relatable, but I'll accept it. Uh, she's voiced by Abby Jacobson from Broad City, so that was interesting. Um, she also she then she gets cursed with uh, like a demon. His name is Lucy, and he's voiced by Eric Andre. And he's he and Elfo, voiced by Nate Paxson, are probably my favorite characters on the show. Lucy is just so funny and so bad. And then Elfo is just so innocent and adorable. Uh, so, yeah, they're, like, it was, so apparently there are 20 episodes and Netflix currently only has 10 up. Uh, so they have to put up the remaining 10. I don't know exactly when that's happening. Hopefully sometime soon because there was a crazy cliffhanger. Um, I do wish that there were more. I like, I like listening to, like, voices I know and stuff. So, Don DiMaggio is the voice of the king, and he was Bender, so it's kind of funny to hear him, like, as an authority figure. Um, Billy West is there somewhere, too, but I kind of wish that there was, like, more, like, Futurama cast members just, like, showing up. I th- is Bill and Moore in this? I don't think so. Anyway, um, there was also an episode where, like, like, so it's I think it's, it's, it's definitely a weird show because there are times when they, like, really go into, like, fairy tale, um, like, opportunities, and then there's others where they're just like, whatever, we're just gonna do whatever we want. So there was one episode where they actually went into, like, Hansel and Gretel and, like, examined them a little further and, like, made them cannibals. But my favorite little, this tiny little detail was that they, um, 
Bean was following them down into the basement and the basement was covered in cotton candy and she found dead bodies in the cotton candy and I was like oh my god that's from Killer Clowns from Outer Space which is my uncle's movie and I I was just like because uh, uh, my uncles have worked on The Simpsons with macaroning so they so it's like I was like mm, they did it they did a reference so I wonder how many people picked on up on that one probably not many because Although it is a cult, cult classic, so who knows. But yeah, Disenchantment's fun. I would recommend it. Uh, next up, so I was trying to watch a movie last week, so I decided to watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I have not read the book, so I was just basically like scrolling through Netflix, and I remembered I wanted to watch this movie, so I saw that it was up on Netflix, and I was like, whatever, I'll watch it. Um, it is a weird movie. I think the one thing that it really had going for it was its amazing cast. Sam Rockwell's in it. Uh, Martin Freeman's in it. Zoe Deschanel's in it. Alan Rickman voices a depressed robot, which was fantastic. He was probably my favorite character. Um, I miss Alan Rickman, too. This this episode's getting really depressing, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, it was just weird. Like, I, I don't know if maybe having the knowledge of the book would have been helpful. Uh, I'm still going to read the book, though. I think it's actually, like, pretty close on my uh, Goodreads. It's, like, within my top 20 on my next two read list, so that's that's good. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was, like, very, definitely production design was really good. Like, it was definitely an interesting, like, sci-fi romp. I just was not entirely into it, so I don't know. And, uh... Let's see. So then we have on my list of things to talk about. So TV premiere week is technically starts today. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. I will get into that more in a little bit. But first up, I want to then talk about this new show on NBC called I Feel Bad. Um, it is, it had a little kind of a sneak preview type deal going on last week after I think the America's Got Talent finale. Uh, yes, the America's Got Talent finale. That was definitely what they were doing. Um, so it's basically so it's their new comedy. It's executive produced by Amy Poehler. It is about a woman who has three kids. And she just constantly feels bad about things. Because as women, we do. We feel bad about everything. So that was why it was also kind of fun, like, looking at this show in the context of A Simple Favor. And that's how I think I realized what the women in A Simple Favor were doing was because of what... The lead character and I feel bad was doing. Um, it's it's okay. It's it definitely like comedy pilots are really hard to like kind of go into. But I actually liked the first episode. I think a little bit better than I liked the second episode that they aired. Um, I definitely like uh, Sarah Blue. I think that's her last name. I'm probably messing that up. But I really like her. She was on No Tomorrow, which was an underrated CW show. Um. I love Paul Adelstein. She, he plays her husband. Um, like, I think it, it's kind of, whenever you have kids on a show, like, I've, I actually have gotten really a lot better with dealing with children on sitcoms. Like, because I watch a lot of sitcoms now that have kids, and I'm actually, like, 100%, like, interested in the kids. I wasn't really as interested in her kids, and I wonder if it's because they're younger. Um... But I definitely think there's potential, so I'm gonna gonna keep an eye on it. Like it, it definitely has it has 
the means to be great. I just don't know exactly how it's really going to get there. I do like her co-workers though. They're a lot of fun. I think that that being in more of her work environment should be more of an interesting um, storyline than possibly her family. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that one goes. Um, so yeah, fall TV starts tonight on four of the five major networks. Um, the CW has a very delayed start to their shows and starts sometime like the second week of October, which is depressing. But anyway, the rest of the rest of the networks are helping us out. Uh, so CBS tonight has uh, premieres of The Big Bang Theory's final season, uh, the second season of Young Sheldon. I don't watch either of those shows. I'm just letting you all know. Um, Magnum PI starts tonight and I definitely will be checking that out and we'll probably either have a blog post up about it or we'll be talking about it next week with you guys. Um, Bull, season premiere of Bull is tonight too. Um, then moving to NBC, we have the, I don't even know what number season we are on on The Voice, but The Voice is on if you want to watch. I think the coaches are, the coaches this season are Adam Levine, Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, and Jennifer Hudson. So if that's your thing, go watch that. Um, and then they have the new show starting Manifest, which is kind of like Lost-esque, I think. Um, we'll be checking that one out again, either blog post or talking about that here next week. Um, Channel 5, so Fox has The Resident, which is a show I watch. Um, it is basically making me more and more terrified to ever go into a hospital. <laughs> it is it's not a thriller though, guys. It is a medical, <laughs> it is a medical show and it just terrifies me to death. Um, and the, so technically the first episode of season two of 911 was on last night. So the second episode's on tonight. I do not watch it. It's a Ryan Murphy show. Um, and you all know my feelings on Ryan Murphy now. So... If you want to watch that, watch that. Uh, ABC has the, again, blanking probably 27. Is it season 27 of Dancing with the Stars? I think it's season 27, Dancing with the Stars. I will be watching this one um, just because I I have no shame. I love Dancing with the Stars. Um, I'm not entirely thrilled with the lineup as per usual, um, but uh, Miss Luna Lovegood herself, Ivana Lynch is on it, so I will definitely be rooting for my girl Evie uh and the season premiere of the good doctor is on tonight too uh I don't I don't watch that one sorry Freddie hi more I just did not like the pilot uh let's see what else happens this week um I'm honestly like I, I for some reason remembered off the top of my head that entire Monday block, but now I'm blanking on Tuesdays. <laughs> I think that the two NCISs are on tomorrow. I might be wrong about that. Uh, and the new show FBI are on F on CBS. Uh, NBC has, I think, The Voice again. Then the season premiere of This Is Us, which I can't wait for because I do love This Is Us, even though it is very emotional and corny. Um, and what's on after that? Is it New Amsterdam? I think New Amsterdam, the new medical show that I think is like the complete opposite of The Resident. So that should be an interesting one. Um, Fox has The Gifted and the new season of Lethal Weapon. Um, I'm very excited to see what The Gifted does this season. Um, Lethal Weapon now has um, Sean William Scott and Damon Wayans as he's replacing Clayton Crawford for being a complete jerk on set. 
Um, ABC has another two-hour block of Dancing with Stars, and I don't think that they have anything on at 10. So, um, let's see, Wednesday is uh, the one-and-a-half-hour premiere of Survivor. I do not watch Survivor, but if you want to have at it, I think it's David versus Goliath, so that should be interesting. And the finale of Big Brother, which let's hopefully we're done with Julie Chen after this. Um, NBC has, oh, now NBC has uh, all of the Chicago shows on one night. So it's Chicago Med, uh, Fire, and PD are all on one night. So if you watch that, now you can all watch them on the same day. Yay, you! Um, Fox has, uh, it's still the Empire and Starblock, which works for Lee Daniels. Um, and then we have on ABC, the comedy block starts again. I'm probably going to mess up the order. I know American Housewife is on at 8.30. I honestly am blanking on what's at 8. And at 9. So as fresh off the boat starting this week with Blackish, I might be totally off on those two. I'm so sorry. Um, and I know that the new show, Single Parents, starts at 9.30. I will be checking that one out because I love Taryn Killam and Leighton Meester. Um, and then their 10 o'clock show is A Million Little Things, which is supposed to be like a This Is Us type show. And I will be watching the first episode. I've not heard great things about it. So we'll see how that goes. Thursday night, uh, the CBS comedies come back. Um, oh God, I don't remember what's on at eight o'clock or an eight thirty. I know nine o'clock is when mom comes back and I'm very excited for mom because I really love that show. And nine thirty is the premiere of Murphy Brown, the reboot. Um, I did not watch Murphy Brown at all, but I mean, I might, I think it's somewhere. Um, and then the premiere of Swatch. I'm so sorry for not remembering what's on at 8 o'clock and 8.30 on CBS. It's shows I don't watch, and that's, I think that's why. It might be Big Bang Theory again. Who knows? Who knows? Um, NBC is having an hour premiere of The Good Place, which I cannot wait for because The Good Place is one of the best shows on television. And then they're having a two-hour premiere of SVU. Um, and Fox's football on Thursday is taking up which I hate, I hate, I hate it, I hate it so much, um, and, uh, ABC is doing a two-hour premiere of Grey's Anatomy for season 15, guys, and, um, and then How to Get Away with Murder at 10, oh, I think that SVU, are we on season 20 of SVU, by the way, I think we are, I don't watch it, <laughs> I don't watch a lot of things, apparently, um, and then Friday, we have CBS's Friday lineup of MacGyver, Hawaii Five-0, and Blue Bloods, which, if you can't beat them, just continue on with the same thing. I do like MacGyver, um, so that's, I'm glad that that's back. NBC, I think, is running reruns for a while on Fridays. Fox is having two comedies, The Cool Kids and Last Man Standings, Return to Television, why? Um, and then Hell's Kitchen, which I think is an all-stars versus newbies. So that should be fun. Totally going to watch Hell's Kitchen. Um, and I think ABC is also doing reruns. I might be wrong about that. 
But yeah, I just tried to remember TV schedules off the top of my head. So if that doesn't impress you, I don't know what will. And with that, <laughs> I think we're done. Oh, I just wanted to say one more thing. So there is this, I wrote about it on my blog and I've been tweeting about it pretty much nonstop. Um, there is this show on Facebook Watch called Sorry for Your Loss that I love, love, love. It stars Elizabeth Olsen and Kelly Marie Tran. It is about a widow, a recently widowed um, Los Angelino. Um, she is just trying to put her life back together. It's a half hour show. It's on Facebook Watch and people are pretty much on Facebook all the time anyway. Just hit the little like television screen button and then hit shows and I think it should pop up there. Um, if not, just try to like find the page of Sorry for Your Loss and they should have the episodes on it. Um, I don't, uh, I, I said this in my blog post, I don't want Facebook to take over the world, but the fact that they have such a high quality television show on their little side network is really impressive. And if they can continue with, um, programming like that, I will definitely be very, um, interested to see what they can do next. I think that they actually do have a new show coming up in a few weeks called Miss America or something and it's with Catherine Zeta-Jones so like they're putting a lot of money into these programs but and if the quality is just like it is for Sorry for Your Loss I will definitely be interested uh as I I think I just said that three times (laughs) but yeah Sorry for Your Loss is really really good so I would love to see like I don't even know how it's going to get, I don't know how it's going to get renewed. I can actually see view counts on the videos on Facebook. So that's nice. Um, So I I would definitely, I highly, highly, highly recommend watching it. I really, really think it's good. It's not super doom and gloom. It's very heartwarming and it's just such a great portrayal of grief, I think, even though I personally have not lost anybody in my life aside from my grandparents. Um, I just think that it's 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 a really important show and there have been a lot of people who have gone through losses of spouses saying how great that this show is at portraying that awful awful time in your life so i just had to put that one out there please watch Shire for your loss because i don't think you'll regret it and with that i think it is the end of our episode this is the longest one yet i'm so sorry uh <laughs> I will be back again next Monday, as I said, and uh, hope you have a good week. Uh, Tweet me at the Geek Rose. Comment on my Instagram at the Geeky Rose. Leave me a comment somewhere. You can just please let me know if you're listening, what you think. If you want me to talk about something, I will talk about it. Um, Just let me know if you're listening, okay? Um, have a rest, good rest of the week. Enjoy the fall TV premieres and I will talk to you later. Bye, Kim.